You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, OneClick Lindsay, and today we have a Facebook advertising specialist in the house. He is going to answer all of our Facebook advertising questions. Um, his name is Mr. Adamus Baltagalvis, and I'm sure that I screwed that up, so he's going to restate his name when he comes on, but I'm so excited to have him on. He has written so much about Facebook advertising, and he knows a ton about Facebook. So without further ado, let's bring him on. Welcome to the show. Hello, and thanks for having me. Did I totally screw up your name? No, it was very close, so it's Adamus okay. Baltagalvis. Perfect. Tell people, first and foremost, tell people where to find you. That's that We find you at your website there, right? Can you spell that for us? Um, well, if someone goes to adomas.me, which is A-D-O-M-A-S.me, they will be redirected to my main website. Perfect. We'll let you say that at the end, too, but I wanted to make sure everybody knew where to find you. So let's dig right into Facebook advertising. First and foremost, how did you get into Facebook advertising and why have you chosen that out of all the other social media options in the world to be your specialty? Well, it actually began about three or four years ago when I, I was still studying at the university and I was managing a few Facebook pages. Um, at the beginning, I was thinking that social media is you know, quite easy, that you'll just create a Facebook page, invite some friends, post some content and you'll be done. Um, but actually, it was much harder than that, and it made me just read as much as I can about social media, Facebook marketing, and gradually, I realized that the advertising uh, part is much more interesting to me because it's so concrete and so specific. You know exactly how much you spend, how many people you reach, how many people click, convert, and so on. So I've been working and specializing in Facebook ads for the past about three years. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, and you've obviously seen a lot of success with Facebook ads? Yes, so um, most of the time we're using Facebook ads to generate leads. Um, so we're helping uh, businesses, entrepreneurs um, build some lead generation funnels so that you have a constant flow of new people coming into their business and then they would have their own systems um, to convert them into customers. Awesome. Can you give us, um, when you say uh, lead generation funnels, can you just give us a basic example of what a really basic lead generation funnel looks like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, the most basic funnel would be having something to offer for free. So it could be a guide, a template, uh, a checklist, maybe an email course, a video training that we would offer it we would promote and we would offer it for free uh, for someone who signs up. And so someone would click on a Facebook ad, they will come to a landing page where they can sign up, and then they would be redirected and given the, um, the free guide or the free material. So what kind of freebies are working best these days? I've found that the free reports aren't working so hot. Have you found the same thing or are they still working out for you? Um, it, it really depends. Um, I think it really depends on the industry um, that you are trying to work in because business, marketing, entrepreneurship right now is, I would say, one of the most competitive ones. Maybe finances mm -hmm. is more competitive, so you might not have as much success with guides or reports. But if you know that someone signs up for it, so probably the quality of those people will also be, um, be higher. Um, but we, what we found so far, what works best is 
something that is very easy to consume and solves an immediate problem. So, for can, example, can you give us an example? Yeah, of yeah. course. So, for example, templates, um, checklists, cheat sheets, um, swipe files, add examples. You know, would be another one. So, anything that someone can uh, very quickly download and they can use it. You know, almost after 30 seconds of uh, after consuming it. Love it. That's a that's excellent. Perfect. Um, okay, so before I dive into Facebook advertising, what do you recommend I do to prepare prepare for advertising on Facebook? Well, the first step will definitely be to create that lead magnet and to know what you want to promote. Um, the second step will be to set up some basic landing pages where you would send um, the visitors. And then I would say one of the most crucial parts of Facebook advertising is identifying those audiences. So okay. we usually use the um, audience insights tool on Facebook. And if someone goes to their ads manager, click on tools, audience insights, they will be taken to this um, amazing tool. And so what it allows us to do is add almost any kind of audience that you want to analyze. And then Facebook will give us the most relevant pages, interests, authors, or anything else um, that are the most relevant to the audience. Can you give us an example? Right. So uh, if, for example, we open that uh, that audience insights tool and we wanted to we wanted to promote something related to running. So if we just use running as an interest and only in the U.S., um, it would probably be as many as nine, ten, maybe even one million people that have this as an interest. And we know that this is way too broad and the results will not be very good. So once we go to the audience insights tool and we type in running uh, into, into the sidebar and navigate to page likes tab, which they can find at the top, Facebook will now give us all of the other specific pages that this audience might be interested in. So instead of running, we might choose, for example, Nike running, or maybe Asics running shoes. Or maybe mm-hmm. there are some other websites, magazines that are specifically for runners, or maybe even famous athletes. And if we know that someone is interested in that specific interest, our chances to get them to respond to our ads are much, much higher as well. Um, why is that? Are you going to mention that like? Are you going to mention that interest in the ad, or or why is that more likely to bring a lower like cost per click or something? Um, so from our experience, Facebook uh, can sometimes be very strange with you know when it comes to assigning interest to people. So if you were targeting just running and you would have 10 million people you know within that audience, it's very unlikely that all of them will be equally interested in your offer. And it's, very, it's also very likely that a lot of them will be just randomly given that interest because they might be following some Facebook page, they might be part of some group that is about that topic. And so if we really go with a specific interest, like Nike running, then we know that this is much more, the audience will be much more relevant. And it really comes down on Facebook to having the most relevant audience and the best offer that fits that audience. That makes sense. That makes sense. So are you saying um, when you're setting up Facebook ads, you're not supposed, you shouldn't just use a general interest, but you definitely need to go with more like 
page interest or or go with like a, a brand or a certain celebrity or, or a magazine or something. Yes, definitely. So sometimes we can uh, we even get as specific as having, for example, fifty thousand people in an audience. Sometimes even thirty thousand and less. And by having this, you know, very precise and very niche audience, we can quickly test it. We can quickly see what are the results. And usually they will be much better than uh, just targeting broad interest. That makes sense. So let's talk a little bit about um, tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything I need to do in order to start tracking my Facebook ads? So anything important? Uh, yes. So on the thank you page, um, so you would have a landing page and then an associated thank you page. And whenever someone lands on that landing page and signs up, they would be taken to the thank you page. And so on the thank you page, we would add that Facebook conversion tracking pixel. And is that difficult to add? Um, no, it's actually not, um, not difficult to add at all. Um, it sometimes causes the confusions between the Facebook pixel, the conversion pixel, and so on. But essentially, it's just a paragraph of code that you can uh, either add by yourself the head section of that thank you page or just send to a developer and they will easily do that as well. Now, Facebook, correct me if I'm wrong, but Facebook just made a change to that pixel to try to make that a bit simpler for everybody instead of like having two pixels, you know, have one. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Um, and they will probably be phasing out the, the all conversion tracking pixels in the next half a year. Um, but there are a few reasons why I still prefer the old one rather than the new ones. So, what are those reasons? So the new way of tracking conversions is uh, through these custom conversions. And you don't need to add any additional, any other codes, just the Facebook pixel, just one Facebook pixel on the entire website. And if you want to track conversions, then you would need to specify the unique URL of that thank you page. And Facebook will know that, okay, if someone visited that, that page, a page with that unique URL, you wish to track it as a conversion. But the problem is that Facebook only allows us to create 20 custom conversions right now, and we cannot edit and we cannot delete them. So that's 20 uh, conversions, custom conversions per ad account. And so, you know, for some, business, for some businesses that might be enough, but if we look at you know, someone advertising on Facebook for three years, five years, ten years, and having multiple, multiple lead magnets, multiple offers, video guides, trainings, and so on. I know that it will not be enough, so I don't know how they will be solving this. So just for now, um, I'm trying to stick with the old conversion tracking pixels, and probably later on I'll be moving to the new ones um, as well. Has Facebook come out and addressed these concerns? Have you read? Uh, not yet. So there's also another way to another new way to track conversions. And Facebook um, says uh, they are the so-called standard events. And essentially, they work in the exact way that the all conversion tracking pixels did. So you would also generate uh, another line of code that you would need to inst- uh, you would need to add on that thank you page. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really, it, it works, or the installation of that standard event is is the same as it was with old conversion tracking pixels. But now what I don't like about them is that 
they are all the same. So, um, I mean, you cannot uh, distinguish between one lead standard event and another one. Mm -hmm. So, if you have, for example, five offers and you install, install the same standard event on all of these thank you pages because you cannot personalize them, then it might be a case or there might be some problems that there was just one click. One person clicked on the ads. He visited all of these Facebook, all of these thank you pages, activated the same standard event. And now when you look at the reports, you see just one link click and five conversions or five standard event conversions. So I don't know if Facebook will be changing that or if they'll be changing the custom conversions. Um, right now, just for my own uh, for my own preference, I'm using the old ones because they are all individual, you know, just for one um, type of conversion. And I hope that in the next uh, three months, six months, they will be um, help. They will allow us to do more customization with them. Yeah. Wow. Um, let's talk a little bit, since we're still talking about pixels a bit, let's talk about remarketing. For those in the audience that do not know what remarketing is, can you explain that to us and why that is so useful? Mm -hmm. So most of the people must have seen some remarketing ads, uh, whether they realize it or not. And if you visit some e-commerce stores, some websites, even Amazon, or add some, some items into your cart, you will usually get followed by these ads, you know, everywhere you go. So you will suddenly see the banner ads on Facebook, on some, maybe even on Google or some other websites. And what what remarketing allows us to do is we can cookie any visitors that come to the website, and Facebook would identify those visitors and add them to a remarketing audience. So later on, we can create uh, specific advertising campaigns that are just um, designed or that are just targeting those people that have already visited our website. And that can be very, very effective um, um, just to move people almost forward in the funnel. Um, so for example, if you, uh, just a, a simple example in e-commerce is that if someone added a product into their cart or into their wish list, but it didn't visit the checkout page, um, you would usually see the remarketing ads for that product. So that is a very powerful way to get um, to reach your website visitors again and show them very targeted, very specific ad campaigns, and then uh, help them, you know, to make the purchase decision and move them uh, within that sales funnel. That makes sense, and it kind of goes back to the old, what we all learned in Marketing 101, that the more people see your message and your brand, the more they learn to trust you. So if you can just remarket to those people that have already seen you, then they'll see you even more, and they'll buy from you, right? Yeah. Well, at least that is the, that is the aim of the That's the Marketing campaign. 101 theory, yeah, for real. Um, cool. So... Um, anything else we need to know? Let's go back to researching your target audience. Anything else? Any other tips and tricks on researching your target audience or finding that perfect avatar to run your ads to? Um, well, I would always start by analyzing your competitors. So um, if you know that there are some established business owners or established businesses that have big audiences, then 
you can have a look at them and almost analyze their audiences. What might be some other pages that uh, people are interested in? And my own almost rule of thumb is to pick small audiences and um, highly targeted audiences. So I would usually be using or I would aim for uh, an audience that has 50,000 people uh, from 50,000 people to 100,000 people in it um, because it's, it's specific enough, but also it has some space for Facebook to do um, some of their own optimization and show the ads to those people who are more likely to convert. That makes sense. Thank you for the specific numbers. That's great. Um, okay, so I go into Facebook, I set up my tracking pixel, I research and I have the perfect audience. Now I'm going to go in and I'm going to create an ad and hit go, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Any, any tips and tricks you can give us on creating ads? Do you recommend video ads, picture ads? What kind of ads do you like these days? Um, most of the time we are going with link ads. Um, because if our goal is to drive people to our landing page, then link ads will be the most, the most effective and efficient way to do that. Um, and one very important thing to know about Facebook ad ad advertising is that Facebook does a lot of optimization for you. And sometimes it can be a good thing, but most of the time it can also be uh, detrimental to your results. So, for example, if you selected multiple countries for your target audience, Facebook will try to identify the, the country that is almost the cheapest or the country that is gener generating the cheapest uh, results based on the objective that you chose. And sometimes when people choose um, you know, 10, 15 countries for the ad campaigns, they will not realize it, but 90% of their budget might be spent on you know, the, the cheapest country in the list. You can be either, imagine it's, um, it could be somewhere in South America or in Southeast Asia. So our suggestion or my suggestion would be to always split the campaigns uh, by countries or at least um, group them by similar purchasing power. So it's usually okay to have US, US UK, Australia, Canada, in the same target audience, but it wouldn't be okay to have US, Brazil, and Philippines in the same target audience because you wouldn't reach anyone in the US as it's so much more expensive to advertise in, in that country. That makes sense. Um, do you recommend splitting out your ads by um, male and female as well or not so much? Uh, sometimes we do that too because the automatic optimization goes also into, into gender. So and not only gender, but Facebook does it um, by gender, by age group, um, and even by, um, by placement, by the ad placement. So uh, we usually use the ad reports to see which gender is responding to our offer the best. And we can access these breakdowns in, in the ad reports. We can analyze the campaign by how it is doing by gender, by age group, placement, country, and so on. And if we see that most of the conversions are coming from one gender or one age group and the other ones are not working at all, then we would just remove the, the worst ones and keep the best ones. That makes sense. So 
Um, can you, for those of us who do not know what split testing is, can you kind of explain the process of split testing and why that is so important in your Facebook campaigns? Mm-hmm. So exactly for, for that reason we, we just discussed, um, if Facebook is doing the optimization for you, it will be looking for the most cheapest way to achieve um, some, some objective. So, for example, if you selected multiple countries, then Facebook will try to reach, or, uh, Facebook will push the ads to the cheapest country because the, the, um, the link clicks or the, the likes, the shares might be much more, uh, much cheaper in that country. The same way, um, the same thing happens with placements. So if you selected mobile newsfeed and desktop newsfeed for your ads, most of the time Facebook will push 90% of the budget to mobile newsfeed. And again, for some campaigns it might be good, but most of the time the conversion rate is much lower on mobile than desktop. So what we, what the goal is with, um, with split testing is to separate these variables and have a controlled test. So now instead of targeting all countries, instead of targeting all interests or placements in the same ad campaign and the same ad set, we want to separate them into different ad sets, um, give them a unique budget, and then let them run in, in a controlled way. And so sometimes we would have, for example, one campaign with um, 10 ad sets, and five of those ad sets, each of the ad sets would be targeting a, um, a separate interest um, on a different placement. So we might have five interests um, on desktop newsfeed and then five interests as ad sets on mobile newsfeed. And so if we do this, um, if we take this step and we set it up, set, set the campaign up in such a way, then we can see exactly um, how much we can spend the exact same amount on each audience and each placement. And then we can analyze what is the cost per click, cost per conversion, um, and make the decisions, optimize the campaigns uh, based on that. That makes sense. All right, so I only have you for about five more minutes. I want to talk a little bit about... um, you have written a couple of blog posts that I would like for you to expound on. So it seems like in your blog posts, um, let me give you a few titles. Uh, don't create a f- uh, Facebook business page and basically don't, uh, don't uh, run a Facebook likes campaign. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you expound on those and tell us why we don't want to do those two things? Uh, yes. So regarding the Facebook page, um I think there is a, a huge belief or a feeling that every business should have a, biz, uh, a Facebook page, um, a Facebook business page. And I believe that for some companies it is not necessary because um, from my experience, it is very difficult to build an engaged community online if you don't have it already offline. And just to give an example, if you were Starbucks, and if you are selling coffee to thousands, millions of people around the world who are passionate about the product you sell, about the coffee, it will be much more easier for you to connect with them online and to get them engaged, uh, you know, to respond to the content that you post. But if you don't have any offline community, it will be extremely difficult um, to create it and to 
maintain it on online on Facebook. And some business are really most, of, or at least uh, maybe not most, but a lot of businesses are really on demand. Their services are just on demand based. I don't know if that's the best expression, but if someone is looking for legal services, they might not go. They will probably not go to Facebook. They will go mm-hmm. to Google and they will search for it. So again, it will be extremely difficult to reach those people because they don't choose Facebook as the platform for that kind of service um, or product. And when it comes to page likes, I believe as well that is um, page likes in itself is just a vanity metric. So some businesses, so some businesses are boasting that they have hundreds of thousands of fans, but when you look at the quality of those those fans, they might not even be from you know, from the country that the business operates in. So there are so many different ways to get cheap Facebook fans to increase the number of likes. But in the end, if they don't contribute to um, to your sales, getting new clients and customers, they will be worthless. So whenever I talk to businesses, I always suggest them to focus on the end goal. And if it, if it is... Um, if it is to generate sales or signups or customer inquiries, then send, begin immediately with um, sending people to your website. Begin by promoting your products, your services, um, some free content like blog posts, videos um, that are already, you know, with the aim of achieving that result. And by doing that, you will also see that the community um, is, starts to increase those people that find your products or services interesting or your content interesting, they will naturally follow your page and uh, you will increase the number of likes. That, I totally agree with that. Um, all right, well, I have used all of your time today. Before I let you go, though, tell us again where to find you and uh, kind of what you do, what you could help people with, and if you have any, like, if you have any free courses or ebooks or anything of your own. Tell us how, tell us about everything about you and how to find you. Right, so people can find me on Twitter. It's uh, Adalmas B, or they can connect with me on LinkedIn, Adalmas Baltagelvis, and the website is also adalmasbaltagelvis.com. So I believe it will be in the show notes. One of the things that uh, I've just recently created this Kickstarter checklist or crowdfunding pre-launch checklist with seven pages of everything that you can do to build a quality lead generation campaign uh, with Facebook. So if someone goes to adalmasbaltagelvis.com slash Lindsay, they will be redirected to that, um, to that free checklist. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for being on the show as well. Uh, Thanks for inviting me. It was a pleasure. Well, there you have it, folks. There's another wonderful episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Until next time, I'm One Click Lindsay with TrafficandLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. 
If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.